Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie News. I'm Arnie. I'm Andy. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Today we're going to cover some really exciting topics. First up, Tessa Thompson creates a production company that has gained a first look deal with HBO. And then also Tim Allen has stated that there is a script and he says that it's fabulous for Galaxy Quest 2. And then David O. Russell is assembling a new movie that has a spectacular cast. And then also ending this off with some good news, Cinemark has received an upgrade for its stock because confidence in the exhibitor space has grown. Tessa Thompson reported from Slash Film and Deadline. Tessa Thompson has created a production company uh, named, uh, it was a little difficult for me to get the name of this, but I believe it is Viva Mod? Yeah, the mode. No, it's it's mod. I, I looked it mod? up. The pronunciation. I think it's a French. Yeah, it's a French. A little French. Okay. 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 All right. She says, "Quote: I am beyond thrilled to officially launch my production company, Viva Mod, which has been a real passion project and labor of love over the last few years. I I I wanted to begin this partnership." and bring entertaining and impactful television projects to my friends and collaborators at HBO and HBO Max. Together, we are committed to developing interesting and inclusive stories with, with, with uh, innovative creators and to discover new voices and visionaries. So uh, I, I think, Drew, I wanna harken back to like, the last time we talked about Tessa Thompson in a project to Creed, Creed Three. Because this has a lot of echoes to the fact that, like, it turns out Michael B. Jordan is probably going to be directing Creed 3. And we were in that, in that like, news, we were talking about how, like, it, it, I would really love, I was saying, like, I would really love for Michael B. Jordan to, like, knock it out of the park and then eventually get, like, carte blanche on projects so that he can actually bring his voice to stuff as well. Um, I, 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 I'm looking at Tessa Thompson's IMDb right now. She has also been involved in the movie industry for a long, 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 long time. I and mean, she has producing credits. She has writing credits. I mean, all up and down. And you know what? At this point, I really want to see what she does. And I think this is a really good thing for Hollywood, man. Just bring in more inclusive stories. Give more people of color the reins to the kingdom and let them do things. What do you think about this news, my man? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be really inclusive. I love it. I mean, you know, stuff that she's done in the past is, is things like uh, Creed, Thor Ragnarok, Dear White People, the, uh, and then the awful Men in Black. I, I'd like to forget that <laughs> Men in Black existed, but whatever. Um, right, right. So, I didn't hate it, personally. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sylvie's Love, and we know her from Westworld. I think she was great in Westworld. Um, but... Yeah, it's good. I think this is going to be really interesting. They're, they're starting off with two really um, solid projects as well. It, you know, HBO is not going to – I always say this. Like, the, their producers aren't going to let them fail. Uh, I, I really like this, uh, sci, this spy, sci-fi – excuse me. I really like this sci-fi book that she's doing, Who Fears Death. They're getting J – why do I always – George <laughs> – R.R. R. Martin? Is that the guy's name? Yep, okay, yep. George R.R. Martin from Game yeah. of Thrones fame. Yeah, they're getting him to uh, produce this uh, with 
Uh, I'm sorry. They're getting George R. R. Martin to produce this this book series, or is it going to be a series or movie? I, I believe it's a movie. And uh, I think that's that's already a home run. I mean, absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm really really interested to see how this project kind of goes into fruition. It's it's fascinating to me the kind of things that they're bringing up. Like this is totally like I would never have pegged Tessa Thompson as somebody who would be involved in some kind of project like this. But I totally love that it's like a George R. R. Martin with a Tessa Thompson coming together to bring an HBO project to fruition. That just together all just like screams to me, new, innovative, and just totally exciting, man. I, I think I think I think neither of us want anything to ever fail, right? We right. always want things to do well. We want creators to make good things. And I, you know, I, I hope the best for both of these people in bringing these projects to fruition. I, 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 I gotta say, man, this also to me harkens to the fact that, like, yes, 2020 was a difficult year for the movie industry, but with the content coming out of the streaming wars happening right now, there is going to be a breath of things coming out of the left field and a breath of stuff that's going to be created in, in the future. Like to me, this like signals that content creation is going to like far exceed anything that's happened in the last 10 years because of all these streaming platforms. What do you think, man? What, what are the, what are the things that you are excited about in all of this? Right. Cause like we're basically seeing, like, I feel like I'm going to be able to write a movie one day and have it be shown on some kind of thing, you know, you know, like things, things in movies that like things that were produced back in the day, I would even say 10 years ago, they really had to have this cookie cutter formula. And I don't believe that's true anymore. I think mm -hmm. uh, content's getting edgier. Content's getting more um, uh, political. It's, it's really about those real life situations now. Uh, let's take, I, just because I was just reading, it's kind of fresh in my mind, Who Fears Death? Uh, it turns out it is going to be a series it's George R. R. Martin. The, the themes include some um, melancholy topics of human existence, sexism, rape, etc. It's mm. not. It's not going to be like this, you know, happy storybook ending. And I think that's that's reason why they really like this sci-fi thing to go in with George R. R. Martin, because that's what kind of Game of Thrones opened the door for. It yeah. opened the door for stuff to not be so glimmery and shiny, and um, you know we. George R. R. Martin's we lost we lost the main character we lost the the, the hero that we liked in the first uh, you know seven episodes of the series so it's things like that that are going to really uh, keep stuff moving and kind of like bring a, a fresh air into this this whole media exchange you know like and um, I. I'd be happy to see one of your movies in the future. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's going to be so many, like, there's going to be so many content creation platforms out there that, like, I saw this meme the other day on one of the websites where it was just, like, this guy looking at the news that um, Netflix just said they were going to release, like, something like 60 movies in 2021. And he was like, oh, got to make that movie because it's going to definitely get made somewhere. Mm -hmm. do, 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 you know what I mean? Like, this is definitely, like, I think we're entering into this, like, new golden age of just, like, like 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 blisteringly fast content creation just because of all these avenues of ex exhibition essentially um i really and like i like what you said about like the subversion the, the sorry the subversion of the regular storylines that george r. r martin is definitely known for 
because you're right. The like one of the biggest reasons that Game of Thrones was so good is because it subverted your expectations because it literally took the regular mythos and the regular stories that we we're all used to and just completely broke the expectations of those. Oh, and I think we're really gonna love. I mean, I think what I think HBO really tries to come out with some sort of um, sci-fi content that everyone's gonna get behind every you know every decade. I think. I think that's like their main goal now is, you know, once Game of Thrones leaves, okay, we have Westworld to tie us in. We have Watchmen to tie us, uh, you know, for another little bit. And I think they want to still keep going. I think they still, you know, it's obviously with, um, is it uh, Dance with Wolves? Yeah. Man, yeah. And shows like this that they're going to want to stay in this sci-fi game. So I'm really excited about this. I like to, I think Tessa Thompson picks really good projects she obviously, you know, she obviously picks and chooses stuff that's going to portray her well. And she's been a, a a hero. She's been like, if she's not the hero, she's the anti-hero people love. And I, I really like the stuff she chooses. So I'm glad she, I'm proud of her for, um, you know, getting some side biz, getting that hustle on. Yeah. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. Man, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited for her and her success. And, you know, she's pretty young. I think she's got a whole career ahead of her. And look, even if she brings up some duds, it doesn't matter to me. I just, I'm glad that inclusionary things are starting to happen in the industry. It sucks that 2020 was the year that it was. And it took all of that to really kind of bring these decisions to the forefront. But at the end of the day, this is definitely forward movement. In, in, in an industry that just desperately needed some diversity into it. And bringing diversity of thought into this industry is going to make, you know, like it's going to make the world itself more inclusionary, right? Because that's that to me is the biggest thing that movies, film, uh, television show, all of these mediums can really deliver, right? Stories, not just about people of different backgrounds but people telling the stories of different backgrounds and being involved in those stories be it in front of the camera or behind the camera and i'm just so happy that you and i are seeming to be like like witnessing basically the complete like 180 and diversification of the hollywood you know elite system of creating content we're, we're witnessing evolution and that's yes. always nice that's always nice for us Absolutely. I, 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 just, I, I wish Tessa Thompson all the best. I, I think she's going to do some really amazing things in the future. Like she's super young and she's like super been involved in the movie industry and the entertainment industry for a long time. So like I have confidence that she's definitely going to give us some amazing stories. Galaxy Quest. So from a report out of Slash Film, Tim Allen ha uh, in an interview stated, quote, I haven't reached out to anybody in the last week, but we talk about it all the time, Alan said, speaking about the Galaxy Quest 2 script. <clears throat> this is currently a little flicker of, of, a, of a torch that we could reboot it with or without giving Alan Rickman in the script itself. And he goes on to state that Galaxy Quest family could step in an idea where they actually allow one of Alan Rickman's family members to come in and possibly continue the script bro i i don't know if you remember uh galaxy quest when it came out but i saw it in the movies as a kid when with me and my dad used to go every weekend dude and i instantly love that movie 
Like it was so charming and well done that even back then I was like, damn, this is really good. It also introduced us to um to Justin Long, the first movie Justin Long was in. And it was the first time that I actually saw Tim Allen as like a decent actor. Like a re- like his performance was oh, yeah. really good in that movie. Um, obviously Alan Rickman's passing away is definitely a kind of a kind of sucks because he was a really integral part of that that story but my man what do you think man do you want to see a galaxy quest 2 oh i've been excited about this since i thought they talked about it gonna be they were originally they were talking about it being a tv series and i thought with all the stuff coming to netflix and everything and this was like originally uh back in 2015 and i think they scrapped it again with um alan rickman's death and it's really sad because yeah you're right alan rickman was a vital part of it he really was that um he was that kind of like dorky twang that was kind of the anger guy. He was the Spock. He was the Spock yes. of Star Trek. Yes. And um, you kind of need the Spock. I, I think everybody would agree on that. But no, like th- this is an all-star cra- cast, complete all-star cast uh, ahead of its time. I mean, to see people like um, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tim Allen in a just a hilarious comedy – and like just kind of working off of each other so great. And then even the, um, you know, uh, Tommy, I can't think of his name, Shallow. Uh, Sam, I'm just thinking of like Sam Rockwall, yeah, Sam, yeah. Daryl Mitchell, like they're, they were all hilarious. Um, I'm just thinking of the, uh, what's the, what's the guy, Monk, the Monk guy? Oh, oh, Tony Shaloub. Shaloub, yeah, thank you. Tony Shaloub, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend. Dude, that was, the, I, that was like the first time I ever really saw him in a big, big movie, too. Like, I think he was a character actor in the background, but he fucking killed it, man. Oh, was it Rain Wilson in this? Like, Rain Wilson? I think, I'm not I sure. Rain was Wilson it? was one of the aliens in this. Oh, my God, you're right. He was, he was. He was, he was one of the aliens. I remember that when he was in human form. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, dude. This definitely <laughs> had like right. a... So way ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah, this cast was picked. Like, and it really worked because, like, a lot, because this movie is is actually a really good character piece, and each individual actor really brought everything they could to it, and it just elevated the entire thing. Jamie Lee Curtis was the shit. And this was also one of the first times that I ever saw a movie about like archetypes in in like any kind of uh, storytelling, and when they actually subverted the, the archetypes and just like presented to you in kind of a fourth wall breaky way about the archetypes. Like I remember the scene where uh, um, a Sigourney Weaver is like, uh, it's like, I, 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 I copy the computer. That's what I do. That's my role. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it's such, it was such a smart script, such a really well directed, such really well acted. It's just such a, it's such a, a seminal movie in nerd culture. <laughs> and like yeah. it was and the script itself was so satisfying. I, I, I'm actually kind of giddy to watch this movie again. We should do a review for this uh, oh, one day. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and you know, just cause you talk about that, like I, I just thought it, it's such a staple for like, we wouldn't have things now. We wouldn't have that like, not serious space movie anymore and that's really hit hard in 2019 like people were going full force with it with the um i mean just just with trump's space cadet thing alone but oh my god yeah uh, but i'm talking about uh steve carell's project on netflix and uh hugh laurie's project on hbo avenue five i i personally like avenue five it's hilarious so there's just so many things of like making fun of uh, things that could go wrong in space and galaxy quest really started that 
Yeah, and I, I really think that, like, you know, uh, if you kind of kind of speculate into what kind of this movie could be, you know, I think with the times that we're in now and with like Space Force being a thing, I mean, I, I feel like we're going to reach, I think because of the, the climate of the world we're in right now, I think it's going to be difficult for movies going forward, at least in the next couple of years, to not be a little topical. You know, like I feel like, like uh, you know, if you saw that, like uh, Captain America was uh, trending because apparently he was going to come back to to play because um Chris Evans was going to come back, but he really wasn't. He actually like went on Twitter and said that. But I feel like that was just birthed out of just a need, a need yeah. for people to like see stories that are like that was false. That was fake news. Yeah, he yeah. he he came out and said that it was it was fake. I was going to talk about it, but he did came out and said that was just fake guys, like like uh, news to me and stuff like that. Which honestly, he, he could. He could, he could be walking it back. You know, he could just be lying for the sake of contract. But um, I feel like, like that actually Quest movie, uh, you know, written in the right way, if you like, if you actually like bring in the Space Force and what's happening in our world right now in a comedic tent, could be really cool. At least, it's, at least this is the kind of movie I want to see from a yeah. Galaxy Quest, right? And I, I think it, like, it, we haven't really seen a good comedy that is so like, outlandishly crazy but at the same time really like grounded and as i'm talking about this i'm thinking about guardians of the galaxy that's really like i feel like yeah galaxy quest, like that. yeah i feel like like you don't get guardians of the galaxy unless you get galaxy quest you know well, like I, we haven't seen one in a, in a while i think that's what we really need right now and there's just there's stuff that comes out like that and the once in a blue moon and the, the last thing we got was kind of that, like uh, just kind of mentioning Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok was really funny, really fun like that. And then it's, um, it's, it's all about that team coming back and um, remaking this. And I, I, I just, I'm giddy just talking about galaxy. Quest. Yeah, I know. Really like, like, <laughs> absolutely. The possibilities are truly endless, right? Yeah. yeah. To be able to see a new galaxy quest movie with the like prowess and power of, of, of like new, uh, of new, like a uh, uh, special effects technology and like having it be a bigger movie. And, and this movie's big. Like it, it didn't do well in theaters, but it did really, really well in DVD, which is why they're even talking about a sequel. So to me, Harkins, like they're definitely going to get a bigger budget for it. And as long as the strip is good and everyone comes back, like I'm pretty sure Tim Allen has been talking about this for a while. And you're right. This is, there's definitely been inklings of it coming back because it has done very well after its release. And people still go back and watch this movie. And I remember um, originally when Amazon picked up the project, they were going to get the original director and co-writer. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. I do remember hearing about that. That was like maybe two years ago, I think. I think maybe pre-pandemic and I think maybe the pandemic may have done something for that uh, if I'm trying to recall that. But that does make sense. Bringing it back as a series would be cool too. I definitely want to see a big movie though. Big, big tentpole, fat movie. Because yeah. when they were talking about series, they were talking about like some kind of based on the alien life form that they meet in there and how that would be really funny as a tangent. No, yeah. I want to see a movie with these characters. I want to see Tim Allen back. I, I, I want to see all that kind of try to come back. Even if it's like, even if, if it was scrapped and it was just Tim Allen with like a new team, yeah. you know, but um, with some cameos here and there, I think that would be great. But um We'd love, we'd all love to see the whole team. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Absolutely. Such a fun. And now, before we kind of close out this, I do want to kind of bring up one little thing that came to my head right now. So, like, a part of the part of that movie and part of the reason it was so, like, good, the script was so solid was the fact that those alien creatures believed everything they saw coming out of, like, um, uh, our televisions 
right? And so they created this whole fantasy world and 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 like created the ship and everything because they thought it was real and they thought that these actors were really part of some space federation. I feel like there's definitely something we can do with that and like also with like the current topical things that are happening in the world where a lot of people are starting to believe things that are coming from the television and things like that. It, anyway, it's just like, it's just such an interesting thing. Like, there's so much that can be done with this. And I, I fucking hope that it gets made. I, I hope it's good. But I do want it to be a, a movie, for sure. Big budget movie where everybody comes back, man. Absolutely. David O. Russell. Now, David O. Russell, uh, according to Deadline, uh, has been assembling a cast, a very spectacular cast, as it seems, for his next project. I'm going to read off just a few of the names that are associated with this uh, with this new project. We have Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Shannon, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, and a bunch of other names, a bunch of other names. But like, oh my goodness, man. I got to ask you, Drew, what is your favorite David O. Russell movie? If you can, if you can come one off your head, my man, I know there's a lot. Ooh, I, I mean, like, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to say the fighter, the fighter is one of the best oh, ones. So the, it, it just really is. It, it's, it, it's the one I think that personally broke him from the norm of everything. And, um, obviously he really, um, didn't stop after silver linings. So, uh, silver linings and the fighter are pretty close, but I mean, has he done a bad movie? I mean, I, I think no, even, even joy, which I think is probably his worst at the moment that I've seen in the last couple of years was still really good. He, his writing is so like Aaron Sorkin in that he is like a guy who is just able to write character and nuance and finesse into just every every project to where it is just infinitely entertaining and you just always feel for his characters and low-key i just want to say three nights is one of his low-key best films that i i really enjoy it's pretty it's older but it's such a it was like such a good story it was like just a crazy ahead of its time in like that. Like if that war movie had came out a 10 years later, yeah. I think everybody would have gone and watched it with such a cast, like George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg and ice cube <laughs> as yes. three leading men. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I, I you know, when I, uh, so like my, I want to say that my favorite is, uh, it's definitely silver linings playbook just because of the, the, the things that he deals with in that movie are just so, there's so like things that are never written about in movies at all, you know, dealing with mental illness and somebody trying to get out of it. And the characters are so good. I have to say the fighter is so good. Too. It's so hard to pick the, the, my favorite one. The fighter well, it, is so it's, good. And it's for the same reasons, right? Cause yeah. like you don't ever hear them talk about like drug addiction and then like just how it relates to the family. And then the, you know, the, the, 
the boxing aspect of it was really good. I don't know. It was, it was so real and good, and the characters were just the, the characters lifted themselves off of the screen. Um, I, I want to say that I Heart Huckabees, which was the very first movie that yeah. I remember watching and realize, and 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 like before I watched it, knew it was a David O. Russell movie. I had watched Three Kings before for sure but i was like with my dad and that's you know like that movie is you know it's kind of a it's definitely not a paint by number studio flick but it, it definitely has a little bit more of a regular feel of a movie i heart huckabees is so out there and it deals with such an existential thing that when i first watched it like it kind of opened up my mind a little bit about like life and how things work and like existence and things like that you know and like uh, I just like I love his films; they're super good. This cast is unreal, absolutely unreal. I don't think I have ever like. There's a couple combinations here of people that I don't think I've ever seen in a movie before together. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I've ever seen a Michael Shannon in a with a Mike Myers, you know, or a Chris. I, I don't think I've ever seen Chris Rock and Tiffany Oliphant ever in a movie. I mean, this is huge. There really isn't any like any details on what kind of movie this is, but like I gotta say, this this is this is a, like like this is like like I believe there probably isn't any like there isn't really another like like movie director that can probably assemble a cast like this. I mean, I got I got like in the back of my head, I'm thinking about like the contract must be insane right well right the negotiations he really has he really has picked and chosen like to work with a, a very specific um you know crew of people like he always you know he really likes uh bradley cooper he's obviously worked three times with jennifer lawrence um yeah. he really likes the and then uh christian bale uh, of course so he's had three or four projects with those guys and he really knows how to assemble them. Like that, yeah. that, that's one thing that like he, he knows how to um, work, work three stars into a movie mm -hmm. and it feel not like, not feel like too much. Um, so I'm, I mean, like, I don't know if he is going to be like a Cohen or a Wes Anderson style flick where, you know, like they just pop out of nowhere the whole time. And then like, you know, like, you know, Wes Anderson, you know, Counting all the superstars in Wes Anderson films is like is one of the fun things about going to see a Wes Anderson film. Oh, for sure, man. You know, you know, like uh, talking about the story, you know, it kind of really like like keys me into the fact that David o. Russell Russell is like he's almost one of the only true complete filmmakers. He can write and direct, you know, and produce incredible projects that just come together. And like when I think about his films, the one biggest thing that comes to mind is the fact that he just really is a good actor's director. You know what I mean? Like, like, like all of his movies have like really, really incredible, really dialed in and nuanced performances from all of the above actors. And like I, I, I think in a lot of ways, David O. Russell might be probably one of the best complete filmmakers working today and maybe even ever, right? That's a lot. Like, I, I know, but like, it's it just like I'm looking at his filmography and I'm looking at the talent that he's always assembled and the projects that he's done. And, you know, he, he basically, like, at, at present right now has basically only directed things that he's written, right? And like I, I'm like like movies like like there's definitely a lot of movies from filmmakers that we watched that are writer directors where you can tell that 
maybe it would have been better if they hadn't written it, you know? But mm-hmm. I, I have the utmost confidence with David O. Russell and his projects. And I believe that he just understands them and can bring them to the screen in the perfect way. Like the, Did you see that he has a producing credit for Anchorman? Really? Oh my God, you're right. He's the executive producer. Wow, what is that about? I don't know. I just thought, I just thought that's like hilarious because it's not, it's not where it's not anywhere else in there. Obviously, you know we we we're just mentioning that like he's he's really only uh, produced produced stuff that he's written and directed or you know ri- uh, directed stuff that he's written. But yeah. I, I just couldn't. I, I saw that like produced thing and I was like. Oh, the legend of Ron Burgundy. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's. Cr- I mean, the guy, the guy, like I, 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 like he, his, his movies, like you know, when you think of David Russell films, they, they are, they're definitely, you know, they have like a real seriousness to them. They're very, they're really based in reality in a lot of ways, but they're also very like humorous. Like he, he's able to really balance. And a lot of his movies are really kind of comedic well, and serious. He's now known to be a. Basically, if, if he creates a project, like I guarantee you this, this untitled project with all these actors, it's going to be a, a, a well-nominated film. Oh, it's going to it's going to have a lot of nominations because that's what he does now. That That's who he is. Mm-hmm. He, I don't I don't know. You know, I've never seen anybody regress back this fast. But I mean, I don't I don't even particularly think that Joy was all that great. I think it was a good film, but I, yeah. I didn't think it was that great. But between having uh, the fighter, Silver Linings, American Hustle, and Joy all come out almost, almost like year after year after year, he's he's um, he. It's been warranted. Like he needs he he's been needing another project. So I'm excited that he has this full cast uh, ready to play at his fingertips, and I hope he gets back into award season because I think that's what we've been missing. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, the, the prolificness of David O. Russell is something to be to be admired. He, he's almost like a Stephen King, you know, <laughs> just able to just just like come out with ideas after ideas and then be fleshed out and good. Uh, and I, I am super excited for this cast. It just looks elite. And this is probably going to be one of my most anticipated films for whatever it comes out. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Cinemark. Now, in the, and I'll definitely, we've been talking about the exhibitors and the movie industry and as a whole, and we've been saying a lot of really, like, a lot of really bad things have been coming out of this pandemic for movie exhibitors. But today is kind of a glimmer of good news via an article that was released by Deadline. I'm going to quote here from the article Cinemark shares gained 1% to close at $19.11 their highest level since last June after a vote of confidence from a veteran exhibition analyst named Eric Wold. Is it, is it Wold? M, I think it's, it's, w, it's W-O-L-D. So Wold, Wald, Eric Wald, right? Uh, yep. He moved, so his, his, he has moved the Cinemark um, stock from buy to neutral, which is definitely like, you know, not, not like, uh, moving heaven and earth, but this is a signal to the industry that they definitely feel, at least analysts definitely feel, that the movie industry will bounce back. 
and I think since I think it's pretty big, big news now that we all know that vaccines are coming and they are rolling out. Um, and they're definitely already going into people's arms. My mother actually was vaccinated on Thursday here in the Dallas area. Yeah, she's she has diabetes, diabetes. Um, so she she's she qualifies to be in that group right now. She's not over seventy five, which I think is also that. But this is good news, man. Um, you know, in a year, <laughs> we have definitely talked about the industry and all the things and the hardships that have been going on. It's definitely nice to see that exhibitioners are seeing a ray of light here, for sure. And I, I think a lot of it also comes. I think part of this decision from this analyst comes from the success of Wonder Woman. Uh, like that movie definitely, it made worldwide $100 million, right? And, and we haven't been preview, and apparently it was also like one of the best watched movies on HBO Max. Um, but it did, make, it did make money. International, that, that number is not America only. That is, all, that is, that is worldwide. Well, right now, now mo like a lot of markets outside of the U.S. are actually, you know, they're still showing movies out there. There are some parts of the planet that definitely deal with the pandemic better than we did. Well, I, I know people in Texas who, uh, when I was talking about just Wonder Woman and just, you know, chatting with other people about it, they're like, some people went to go see it in movie theater, which is not a risk I would want to take right now. But, you know, to yeah. your own. Uh, but like there's people going to go. There's people who something like Wonder Woman will still drive them out to go see in the theater, which I, I think that's a good sign. It's definitely a great sign. No, for sure, man. Man, let me ask you, bro. What? <laughs> so, like, they're, they're reaching a deal for everything to go back into theaters. Like, I personally, I'll say this. Like, I will definitely go out to the movie theaters when I have a vaccine in my arm. And I, 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 this is just for me. I'm probably going to be okay with going out to the world after my first shot. Um, there's also another vaccine coming out of uh, that is currently in third stage trials that will require just one shot. Right. The, is it the Johnson and Johnson one? Is that the uh, one that you're talking about? I'm not sure, but the, but I know that there's one coming. Right? Yeah, and and it's also it doesn't have to be refrigerated at, at such low temps as well. Yes. Yes. So that's that's uh, the other good sign. For sure. For sure. Um, but anyway, like yeah, I think uh, I don't know when. I think for sure I'll wait for a vaccine. If there's something good that I want to see, something like, um, you know, honestly, like if something came out that was tenant like in the next six months it, and, and, you know, cases were lowering a lot. Yeah. Um, I would go see it in a movie theater. I'd, I'd venture to say I, I would go see it in a movie theater. That's a good it. point. Um, but it, it's just stuff like um, I, I'm going to miss not seeing tenant in the, in a true movie theater. Mm -hmm. um, it, was not enough to make me go see it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I looked once, I looked once at tickets and I was just like, okay, well, you know, if movie theaters are practicing social distancing and all this stuff. And then like, I, I looked up cause on AMC's app, you can see what seat you get. And it was still too, it was still very congested. I do not want to be in it. Like, especially in a room with very few exits, the way very few exits to the main corridor, not like, you know, outdoors or anything, but um, I do not want to be in close con like close proximity with that many people just yet. For sure. Um, but it, I'm excited about. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say like it should also be stated that like with all of these vaccines, they do state that you may still be able to be a carrier and spread it. But with the vaccine, your body will not see the multitude of negative effects as if you didn't have the virus. Um. 
So that definitely needs to be said for sure. Um, right. I mean, uh, this is just 1% though that we're talking about. Like Cinemark shares, you know, I just want to say like we're only talking about they gained 1%. I'm glad that the projections look good for movie theaters and stuff like that. Um, I hope – I think they're quite in a big hole to begin with. And yeah. they, need to, they need to future-proof themselves in case something like this were to ever happen again. Because uh, this whole – pandemic has really shown us that something like this could happen and we need to be prepared yeah. for it to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, like hopefully the next thing that happens to us will be something like a West Nile virus or a, a swine flu, which is not, was not as uh, big to the economy or it's just such a hurt, uh, a pain and a loss to the economy as this one was. Uh, that being said, um, these corporations, uh, and I will not, you know, stick it to just the movie industry, but all, I mean, you know, all entertainment industries and things like um, hospitality, I mean, flights and stuff like that, the the airlines should not warrant getting bailed out every single time that this happens. So uh, they need to come up with something that gives them some sort of a cushion, right? Like, you know, like every. Mm-hmm. Every parent figure on a television has always told you, you know, you need to have six months of rent in the bank, or you yeah. know, I don't know. <laughs> no, for I'm sure. Trying to make it up, you know, just some kind of false uh, fail safe plan. And for these sure. corporate, it doesn't. These corporations need to do it too. Um, but I'm excited about Cinemark. Cinemark's going to start climbing. Absolutely. Uh, are you going to buy stock in Cinemark? Aren't you? Um, I might. I don't know. I might. I might. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty. It might go up. Pretty, it, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. If anything, it's pretty. It's pretty like right now is if you if you ever look at the markets, like right now it's pretty good time to hey, maybe hop on that bad boy. Maybe these in a couple of years, so it'll definitely go up for sure. You definitely have to buy a bunch really of cool. Yeah. Oh no, I think it'd be really cool to own Warner Media and a Cinemark stock, just because of you know what what they've done. For sure. I mean, yeah. No, you're you're totally right, man. And uh, you know, I kind of think about the uh, the last act that was that was passed through Congress, and that they did earmark some money for um, for movie theaters and exhibitors, but they actually completely left out the big chains. So this is good news for Cinemark because they actually didn't get that much help from the last stimulus. Um, I think they probably a couple. I think since I think they're franchise, so they may be able to get some PPE PP money, but none of it was like specifically earmarked for them for entertainment purposes. Well, and what's like, nice is that some of the um, sorry to interrupt, but like yeah. just some of the independent franchise owners still got a piece of that. Yeah. So, um, so like if you own an AMC, you know, if if your family like for some reason just owns an AMC in the middle of somewhere, like you still could have applied for that stuff. For your sure. AMC would have been benefited by it and your employees. And I think it was more for a cause for you as a small business to go after that stuff, not, not give money to the big corporation. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. hundred percent. That, that definitely make that. I like that too. But just, just some help for these industries because art is so important. And when, when you, when you help art, you know, you know who said something really interesting. I, I listened to NPR the other day. And um, um, uh, it was uh, Harold the Kumar. Who was Kumar? Uh, Cal Penn. Uh, yeah. So Cal Penn was um, he was given a position in the Obama administration as some kind of art uh, art ambassador of some kind. And he he explained that when you help the art, you're not only helping the art industry itself. You're helping the restaurants around the theaters. You're helping the transportation industry around where the actual art is being exhibited. You know, you are helping the overall economy when you help industries like this. 
And it's important to keep these going because the economy, you know, feeds people and it's important to have that so that people can, you know, have a job and have be able to, 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 to live in this country. And it's definitely a very important part of our culture as well. Um, kind of to go back to kind of end this, I, I, I think the movie that I would definitely really want to go see in the theaters, Matrix 4. <laughs> I think Matrix 4 is definitely the one that will get me to go out. And I think what we should do, if they are still offering us to actually buy out an entire theater, I'm going to get people together and we're going to watch Matrix 4. (laughs) People we know. You know what I'm saying? I would would go. I'll go. Yeah. As long as we got people together, we get a whole, whole theater ourselves. And like we'll just watch that bad boy together, man. That's 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 what I want to do. So, man. And fun fact, I just want you to know. I think I think uh, Cal Penn left the show, The West Wing, mm. to go be in the Obama uh, administration. I I did know that he actually yeah, left the entertainment industry to do that, and he still kind of has a position in in some places in some place to kind of do that. So yeah, really good but for think- him, man. I thought it was really cool that he left a show like the West Wing and Aaron Sorkin, you know, like yeah. <laughs> democratic <laughs> society to go yeah. be part of the democratic society. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I like him a lot. He's, I, think he's, I think he's charming as hell. Charming as hell. Uh, yeah. I, I think we did it, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kinetic Impressions Movie News. Please like, subscribe, comment. Tell us what movie in the future you would want to actually venture out to the world and see you know you know uh, you know a uh, pandemic slowing down notwithstanding and things like that definitely well, you did see maybe it was souls maybe you went out to go see oh, souls in movie theater definitely tell us about your tell us about your experience out there in the world um please definitely like subscribe but also uh, if you're listening to us please uh, also subscribe to our youtube channel which is kinetic impressions and also if you're watching us please subscribe to our podcasting uh channel it is also kinetic compressions i have a little side project called the arnie diaz show which is available everywhere as well ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for watching and drew what do we always like to say go fucking watch a movie go watch a movie